0: Let us pray. Oh, Heavenly Father, thank you for this wonderful opportunity. Lord, help us to come to you as we are. And Lord, make me speak on your behalf. Lord, I pray that you tell us what you want us to hear from your word. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Please Uh, good, morning. good morning. My name is Mahoro Ernest, for those who are, don't know me. Uh, I am from Rwanda uh, in East Africa. I am a student at Concordia Seminary. Uh, I'm working on my history, my church history. Uh, when, you, when you go to our country or in East Africa, and you want to preach, they ask you two questions. The first, have you ever received Christ? You said yes. Are you born again? Some, some people don't understand what it means to be born again. But I must say yes. Why? This is a legacy from our East African Revival Movement. When we received our first missionaries, they came as Christians, but their purpose is to start uh, the Christian community in Rwanda. And when they came, they came just after the Roman Catholic missionaries. And uh, of course, as you know, some of you know, the many missionaries were almost in conflict because one reason or another. So the Protestant missionaries, when they came, they said, okay, are you saved? Have you ever received the cross? Yes. Are you born again? Said, yes. And this is what we are. These are the questions we always, people ask. If you are a pastor, you are sent somewhere to a new church to say, I am born again. You have to mention that. If you are not born again, you don't have anything to say about Jesus. Yes, that is that is our mindset. Today, I would like to talk about <laughs> kind of a new being born again. Uh, I am going to use the the verses. Second Corinthians 2. Five verse seventeen. I want to to read that to him. Huh? He said, "Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new cre- creation. The old has passed away; behold, the new has come." Yeah, we need to be in Christ. Uh, when I am preparing my sermon, I want to know why Paul used these words. Then I want to know how was just Corinth, the town of Corinth. Corinth was the capital city of Roman province of Achaia. It was a successful commercial city. The population was mistable with Romans, Greek, and Jewish believers. But most of the people of Corinth were idol worshippers. In a few words, Corinth was affected by moral carelessness and the intellectual pride of its pagan environment. This is a big problem today in the cities, in the developed countries, where carelessness, just moral carelessness is increasing and the pride of just intellect is now coming up. As a seminarians, when we talk about some spiritual issues, they say, oh, this is too bad. We need to, to think more about it. Why should we think about it? We have the Holy Spirit given to tell us, to teach us, to guide us, to know exactly what the, the real meaning from the word of God. But still, we need to use our intellect. We need to reason. That is a big problem today. Uh, in his second journey in his second travel, Paul warned believers in Corinth, not to associate with immoral persons with the fellowship of the church. When I saw what was what was happening in Corinth, I remember that I am here as a Rwandan. I am using English as my fourth language i I tried to to understand, to say, how I can fit in this culture. It is, it is impossible. You cannot fit in my culture, too. You cannot learn my wonder. We have some words we use in a, in a, among us. And it, it, they make sense when you, another, another person could not understand them. Right? was here... I may use English, which is awkward, mixed with the French, with Kenya Rwanda. Some people are tired to hear, even my my poor English. But I believe, by the Holy Spirit, I can communicate what God wants me to communicate. So bear with me and pray so that the Holy Spirit can tell you. Because I am here, I am an ordinary servant. I cannot tell you something that you need to hear. But with the Holy Spirit, you can get everything. Hallelujah. <laughs> mhm. Yeah. Then, when you read this, this uh, the Second Corinthians, our readings, Second Corinthians, chapter five, from verse fourteen to twenty-one. The apostle mentioned two things that are necessary in order to improve our living in Christ. The main theme is to be in Christ. To be in Christ, you need to be regenerated. You need to be to reconcile with God. Regenerating grace creates a new world in the soul. All things we have become new. The regenerated person, the being born again person, he believes and he's always in Christ. At which point he has everything has become new. That's when we are called new creation. Being born again. When I reached here, I remember when Jesus used the same word. When Nicodemus came to him at night, he said, You need to be born again. But Jesus This time, some people think that when you are baptized, you are born again. You start a new beginning. But Jesus said, no, you need again to be born again. You need to change your life. You need to be regenerated. You need to reconcile with God. You need to be a new creature in Jesus Christ. Not to be uh, a student. Not to hold a PhD degree I, am, I was wondering when we were in the class how we discuss, how discussions will, will go, always wondering, are we seeking for god 's grace, want to know about God? what are we going to do with these discussions? But above all those things, there are Holy Spirit who will tell us this is what God wants you to do. This is what God wants you to do. This is what God wants me to do. This is the same thing that Paul was talking about when he asked these people in Corinth to be a born again, to be a new creature, to be a new person, in the same way that a newborn baby is a new person. When we are in our village, when we have many children, like me, I was born in a big family of nine children. But still now, even today, when, when you are expecting a new born, the whole village knows that. And they know when they are going to the river because they are very excited to receive that new born God or boy. We don't know if it is a boy or girl, But for us, we know we are going to receive a new baby in the village. And the whole village, village becomes happy. So, in the same way, as Christians, we don't need, we need to to expect, to receive, to be happy, to be ready to receive the new born again Christians. Most of us, we are baptized when we are babies. We didn't make any, any decision. Just you find yourself Christian. Sometimes we are Christian because our families are Christians. Sometimes we are Christian because we have friends who are Christians. Sometimes Christianity becomes a like second culture. But here Paul wants what Paul says. Here, he wants people to be born again Christian. That's what Paul wants to say. And then, the second one is to be reconciled. To reconcile with God. Paul believed that people need reconciliation because their hearts were filled with enmity against God. And God was offended by sinners. The people could, couldn't just reconcile with God. It was not easy. But God himself initiated the reconciliation between him and God and man. Through Jesus Christ, our mediator. That is on verse 18. For Paul, this reconciliation is possible if someone is in Jesus Christ, the mediator. Here, the word used for reconciliation is katalages. The Greek people can that. Katalages. It comes from the word katalaso. This is a Greek word. The meaning is to change absolutely. To have absolute change. Not just some kind of change. Not just to go and from the, just being baptized. No, you need to change. Trans, total transformation. And the magnificent object of the gospel is to make a complete change in, the man, in the people's mind, in the people's actions. That is catalog, cataloguess. That is catalasso, originally. This is the word used by, by Paul. Then, in this second question, 5, chapter five, verse seventeen, Paul wants people wants us to be a new creation. Wants people to change, to be completely changed. In Jesus Christ. I know, in my culture, as I told you, when you talk about something new, we don't understand really what new is because our, our things are most most of the things are are second-hand things, clothes, houses, everything, shoes, and here everything is almost new. I think you understand having to have new things than I do. And uh, here, Paul, just people like new cars, new houses, new clothes, new shoes. But even the Bible, they say the Israelites need a new covenant, new men, new commandments, new, new and way of living, new heaven and earth. That's the new term. The term new is familiar to us. But in the Christian life, the gospel shows how to have a new beginning in the baptism. Jesus called it being born again. That is the term Jesus used. When we are born again, we become God's new creation. Hallelujah! I don't want you to sleep because of my English. Hallelujah! We need it to be a new creation of Jesus Christ. We don't want, I don't want to disturb your mind, but at least... You need to understand how God wants us to be a new creature in Jesus Christ. I want to, to give you a story from my country. When you talk about Rwanda, some people say, Oh, Hotel Rwanda, whatever, whatever. There are many stories about Rwanda, clean city. What? But the, the top story is about the genocide. That is why they say Hotel Rwanda. The famous history in Rwanda is the genocide and other stories. Many people fail to understand why genocide happened in the country where 95% of people were Christians. I think the quick answer is that people were not yet born again, or they were not in Christ. But I would like to mention that some of us survived because of the effort of born-again Christians. This is what I want to tell you, what happened to me. Uh, when, during the genocide, I had a friend, a boy, who we were working together. He was a good guy, a Christian, and I helped him when he went to hospital. I paid the bills. I took care of him. But when genocide started, he was the first person to attack my house. He came with uh, a match covered with blood. And he said, are you seeing this? I said, yes. I said, what is this? This is the blood. And the next will be you. Then I said, "Is he, called Francois. Francois, what can I do? Nothing. If you have money, it's okay. You are spared. If not, I will kill you. Just the genocide happened one week after did what I did for him. Then I told him, Okay, I understand. Before he continue, he said, do you know that your life is in, is in my hands now? I said, yes, I know my life is in your hands. That is being Christian. He was a Christian. He was worshipping with us. We have been praying together. I have tried to help him. I hope. I believe he was among my 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 friends. Being born again is something very deep. It's something that we need to work on. It's just not being baptized or being called a Christian. We need to be transformed and changed and receive and just accept Jesus as your savior, as the Lord of your life, as. Just to make sure whatever you do depends on God's will. Then the genocide, after genocide, the emphasis was not put on reconciliation and the regeneration of people. Instead, all Christian churches were involved in development projects, Because people want to, to have big houses. They need to have new clothes. They need to have new cars. They need to buy new shoes. They need to, to to feel to have enough food. But the, during the genocide, that time people we didn't need a food. We didn't need a clothes. Even we, we didn't need the the coat, the jacket, the warm clothes. No, what we needed is security. What we needed is to, f- to find someone who can tell, I love you. And this development, uh, for me, it is good to have that development, but even now, the tension could come back, come, come rise again, unless people work hard on their total transformation. Now, when Paul said just we need to be in Christ, he wants us to have a new position in Jesus Christ. The portal is specific about our new position in Christ. Contrary to what we were before, our faith came and did its work in us. Yes, we need to receive that faith. We need to, to, to have that Christ. But we need some kind of transformation That we take away our our older position without Christ. To have a new position in our Christ. Secondly, we need to have a new character. Then we become a new creature. We need to experience a lot of things are made new when all this happens. We receive a new life. We live by a new standard. We have a new purpose. We have a new perspective. We have a new name. We need to have a new name. Some people, just, I was surprised when the, the, the Bible used a new name. Why should we have a new name? I am called Ernest. We have many Mahoros around the world. We need, my name means peace. They have other people who call it the peace. But we need a new name to, from Abraham to Abraham. When you receive Jesus, when you are with Jesus, when you are really totally in Jesus, you become a new creature with a new name, looking forward to a new home which is heaven. Uh, Paul, then to be in, in the cross, we need to have these old things passed away. All the here, the word old, refers to everything that is in a part of our old nature natural pride, love of a sin. Our former opinion, habits, and passions have passed away. The highest love of self, self righteousness, self promotion, self justification. There are people who are in the church and they want to live like that. No. God such as the heart. We need to receive the Holy Spirit. We need to, to accept God as a Lord. We need to be to allow Him to transform us. I cannot transform myself. I can't. I can't. But with the Holy Spirit I can be a new creature. I am wondering that is our home in, in 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 home our belief when we go to our father in heaven I think we not have a problem of color skin colors. we not have a problem with in my country in my country when they say when you are tall, tall like me you are you belong to this, to this group when you are short like my wife you belong to another group In heaven, we will be a new creatures in Jesus Christ. Uh, another thing, we need to have a new life, a new beginning in Christ. The old things has gone; the new things has come. That is where the new life, our new life, starts. The old man who loved the sin has passed away. The new one comes with new priorities which improve his life, our life and relationship with Christ. The one who has who has a hope in eternal life. The one I have a friend who gives a testimony, he says, on about this verse. He said, this verse, 2 Corinthians 1, 5, verse 17, is a very special verse to me because it serves as a continual reminder of my new life in Christ. A life which is still new and amazing even though my body is beginning to weaken, to decay. This is a testimony. Our bodies, our circumstances... Our situations shouldn't stop us to be a new creature of Jesus Christ. The newborn soul delights in the things of God and he hates the things of the world and the flesh. His purposes, our purposes, our feelings, our desires, our understandings are different. He sees the world differently. When you become a new creature, the Bible, the word of God, seems to be a new book full of beauty which you have never, never, never seen before. There are new feelings towards all people. A new kind of love toward family and friends. A new compassion never before felt for enemies. And a new love for all humankind. You become a new creature. The things, the things he once loved, he now the things you love you used to love now you detest them. You put off the old man with his deeds, and you put on one a new man, created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. How can one reach this state of being born again? What about the Christian who continues to sin? There is a difference between continuing to sin and continuing to live in sin. No one reaches a sinless perfection in, perfection in this life. But the redeemed and born again Christian is being made holy day by day. Yes, we still sin but unwillingly and less frequently as we grow spiritually. Our new self had to be a slave of sin. We are empowered by and for the righteousness. As Christians, we need to keep ourselves a holy and living sacrifice by resisting the temptation and the pressure of this world and the flesh. What does this mean in practical terms? What does it feel like to become a new creation? What does it mean to be regenerated and be given a new heart, heart of flesh, as the prophet Ezekiel says? Becoming a new creation is not like brainwashing. There is nothing frightening about it. As we are recreated over the course of our life, God represses all the old nature with the new one. And we begin to love and desire the things of the spirit and to reject the things that he he also rejects. The fruit of the Holy Spirit is the love, peace, joy, and so forth. And self-control. But the new born again, saw once the things of God, everything seems new believes, believers will testify to change and experience joy after being renewed. Now the new the newness life manifests itself in our spiritual condition, our relationship, our hearts, and so forth. See, spiritually, in Christ we are alive for the first time. Our new self is at peace with God. And alive in Christ. Our relationship with God is good. We are no longer enemies of God. We become the children of God. John, the, the Gospel of John. We need to be a children of God. With regard to others, to other people, in Christ we are part of a family. I, I hear, I say, we need to be a family, a family of God. I don't like the people who sit in front of a, in front of a screen, hearing the, from the preachers from different good preachers, and they forget that the coming here to church is to joining the God's family. The screen is a screen. You don't feel the presence of God. Just you hear it is like hearing music. You are. Enjoying hearing good words. But when you come here, you enjoy you are enjoying the fellowship with God's people. We are called to be a family. God created a family for purpose. She wants a family. This is a big and a large family of God. Where you feel comfortable, where you feel love where you feel the presence of God. I was uh, born in a big family of nine children. And what we did, first we didn't have these private plates. We had a big plate where we could just share. You can sit around the big plate and eat with your hands. And they said, okay, you need to make sure you eat what you need. If you fail to eat, you will not eat, you will just you'll spend the, the whole day with all the food. And the good things, when the parents know this child was not strong enough to eat with the, his brothers and sisters, they could just take care of him or her. Say, oh, so and so cannot manage this. And when we are in God's family, God knows how weak we are, how strong we are, what we need, how he can take care of us as a family. If you are in front of your screen, who will take care of you? A screen? No. A radio? No. St. Cyril of Alexandria said we come to church to have a communion because through our communion we become the true people of God. I think you cannot share communion with someone on on a TV. No. So it's good to come here as a family. If you want, and you can, nobody will know if you are a new creature if you stay in your room with your your TV. No. We come here and we testify. We help each other. We comfort each other. Everything we need as a family, as a member of one family of God. We once were strangers and aliens; we are now fellow citizens, and with the sense of the members of the household of God. That is Ephesians chapter two verse one. Personally, our new heart means our character that can change—the change of our character. We became, we become sorry, less concerned with the world and more concerned with the living God. What as God's intents? We, we care more about others and less about ourselves. Here I want to read this, this uh, in, the, in the Matthew chapter seven where is my paper chapter seven verse twelve, I think they said Jesus said, in the contemporary English version, they said, Treat others as you want them to treat you. This is what the law and the prophets are all about. Then ESV, English Standard Version, say the same word, but for for this sums up the law and the prophets. We need to, to remember that God has put us in the family. We need to remember that we need to take care for one another. We need to to come together as a body of Christ. We need to be renewed by the Holy Spirit. We need to come here, just not pretend to be baptized, but to come to strive for a newness, to be new, to be a new creature to change our life, to, be, to have a total transformation in Jesus Christ, our Lord, our mediator with God. Therefore, in Christ, we are a new creation, and this newness affects every area of our lives. This is what it means to be a, a new creation. That is what we mean, that is what Jesus Wanted to me when he said you have to to be born again. I wish everybody here would be a new creation in Jesus Christ. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.